Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. <laughs> Best advice ever. So, hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran and as I always, always, always say, this is the show that's here to give you some free tips, tools and resources that you can use to smash your dating, your romantic, your sexual goals. Now with me, I've got someone who I'm very, very, very excited to have. This is Alex from playingwithfire.com or play, well, yeah, playingwithfire, playingfire.com and he is as far as I'm concerned, the best man I've seen when it comes to meeting women online. Thank you, um, sir. Well, yeah, I I mean that as well. You're the the best I've seen, you know? And it's absolutely awesome to have you here. I've been watching your videos for at least a year now. I've gotten tons of great value from them. I've learned a few tips and tricks as a result. You know, I've learned some tips and tricks from your stuff. So it's great to have you here. So that thank you for having me on, man. It's fun. looking forward to it. Yeah. So, firstly, how did you get involved in game in general? Like, what's your story? Do you have a similar story of me as me, which is that I was a complete loser who had zero success whatsoever and just hated it until the point where I snapped and one day went crazy and started learning stuff. Is that similar to you? Yeah, I was I was a young black man growing up. And uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, I didn't lose, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19. So, uh, you know, some guys think that, you know, I'm like a natural or something like that. Far from it. I was awkward all throughout until like my mid 20s. But basically, uh, it was at the age of 20. Uh, one of my really good buddies, he was like, dude, you got to check out this book. It was called The Game. I was like, oh, this sounds like some gay pickup shit. Like, these guys are weird. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, read the book. And I remember I kept putting it off and putting it off. And then one night, I think I was just bored, and I just picked it up, and I read it in one sitting. So I, I sat down, started reading it. I didn't get up. I, I have four hours. I just went right through it. And to me, it, like, kind of blew my mind. I was Because for the longest time, I thought that I was the like, I thought I was, like, the only guy that didn't understand how to get laid. It was, like, my little embarrassing secret that I couldn't really talk to anyone about. Like, I never could, like, in those days, bring up to my buddy, like, hey, man, how do you, like, at least not directly, how do you, you know, how do you hook girls? How do you go, how do you get girls to go out with you? Like, that would be, like, too embarrassing for me. So sometimes maybe I would beat around the bush, but I would never actually directly ask for, you know, feedback or help. And so when I read that book, I was like, oh, shit, I'm not the only one. Like, this is not just my weird little secret. There's a lot of other guys who have the same problem. A lot of them sound like they're even worse off than me. So it wasn't like it was just fucking rosy from there on. I still had to go out and like, you know, learn a lot of shit. I mean, you know, initially I tried doing like mystery method, which failed horribly for me because it's just not my style at all. Um, but that, that's kind of how it started. Yeah, yeah, I resonate with that a lot. I actually lost my virginity at 19 as well. And my story is exactly the same as yours, except for the fact that I discovered David D'Angelo's Double Your Dating. Mm, okay. I remember I'm, I'm surfing online one night and I was most likely looking at porn. Most <laughs> and I, most likely. But then I came across this ad and it said, everything you know about women is Before wrong. you jerk off, click this link. Yeah. And you know what? Thank God I did. Because he had, he took me to this page and he had like a little tiny sample of the book. I read that, that captivated me. Then I found myself spending 
it was probably like $20, but I don't think I had much more than that in my card at the time. I was broke. But I downloaded the book and I I couldn't put it down. I couldn't. I stayed up to like six in the morning reading this thing. It's like, oh my God, I've been so wrong. And then, yeah, I've never changed ever since. So, um... Did you, did you, did you ever feel like you were the, the only one who like didn't have it figured out? Did you ever have that feeling that you were like... Oh, like- yeah. No, no, no. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And I'll tell you something as that was actually kind of bad is like, I grew up around guys that were cool. Yeah, me too. So like my cousins uh-huh. and my best friends, Same. like when I was about 15, 16, my cousin and all of his friends, they were doing things like um, stealing cars and like selling drugs and shit <laughs> like that. Right. They were doing stuff that seems really cool when you're a teenager. And they they were getting girls like they were doing day game well before it was even a term. They would just see girls in the street and run up to them and talk to them. They just did that, you know, without any training. And like I always I always wanted to be able to do that. I always wanted that confidence. And I just felt like it was just me. It literally felt like the entire world was in on a joke that I personally Uh didn't get. uh That's that's actually how it felt. I don't know if it felt like that for you. So, something very similar. I remember uh, this memory very much sticks out. So freshman year of college, I'm still a virgin. And I had this one friend, Nick, right, who actually right now is openly married to another man. But anyway, that's a definite. Mm? That's that's a quick aside. So at the time, you Good know, he, you, Nick. he was straight or whatever. And he was like the biggest dork ever. And I remember me and him went to a party, right? Like this was like the first or second week of college. And I like I was having a beer or something. I look over and he's making out with a girl. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I felt so bad because this fucking dork was getting more girls than I was. And then I remember after the party, I was like, yo, how did you do that? He's like, what? He's like, you were like making out with that girl. He's like, yeah, you know, we just had a good conversation. Then, you know, I kissed her. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, this just like didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, all right, back up here, homie. You kissed her. Like, <laughs> sounds way too easy. How do you make out with a drunk girl at a college party? This, this is some voodoo magic. There was a girl I really liked. I met her in a club. I, yeah, I'm in a club and I'm absolutely hammered. I'm drunk. I'm 18 and I see this girl. And because I'm so drunk, I've got all of this extra confidence. So I'm walking up to her. She's with her two sisters. I'm like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so fit. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had enough confidence to keep her interested. But I think I was like clearly going in a little bit too hard. But anyway, the point is though, she was like kind of, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. She was, she was intrigued. She was, but not enough anyway at the end of the night i end up kissing her sister and outside the club she sees me passionately kissing her sister and she walks up to me like oh my god you're full of shit i can't believe you did that but then at the time i and then but i actually ended up getting her number and at the time i'm like whoa that's really crazy. I can't believe that that actually happened. That doesn't make any sense. Although looking back, it kind of does make sense because clearly I kissed a sister that gave, that gave me some kind of social proof, etc. But then I wanted this girl to be my girlfriend. But she was like, look, we're going we're gonna to see each other, but it's going to be on my terms. It's going to be on my terms. Me being silly little 18-year-old Kieran, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it will be on your terms. So we met up a couple of times. And because I was absolutely terrified of rejection and she said she wanted things to be on her terms, I just kind of hang back and I thought, well, she's going to kiss me when she wants to, isn't she? Mm. Because it's going to be on her terms. So obviously, if I just if I sit back and be respectful, that's going to be totally fine. And then I ended up friend zoning myself. 
and then she didn't want me at all and it was so painful it was really I mean, that, really those painful are the, those are the worst feelings dude i i can i can one-up <laughs> this story at least you got to make out <laughs> with a sister all right so listen to this shit so <laughs> Freshman year of college, this is like, you know, halfway through the year. And my friend group, Nick, this kid Nick was a part of, there's a few, it was mostly guys, and there was one chick here, right? So whatever, I'll name drop her, it's a common name, Sarah, right? So a bunch of dudes and Sarah. And I remember I had a crush on Sarah. I, like she had big tits, like, uh, you know, I just, I had a crush on her, right? And I remember that she was hooking up with uh, one of the guys in our group. And then they had a little falling out or whatever. And so one night... We're all hanging out, right? Except for the, the guy that she used to hook up with who she had a falling out with. And this, so she lived, our, this was our dorm and her dorm was literally like five minutes away, like walking super close. And she's like, yeah, it's getting late. She's like, I really shouldn't walk back. Uh, maybe I should just crash here. And all the guys were like, oh, you can stay with me. You can stay with me. And then like, I'm just the only one who's just quietly sitting there drinking my beer. And she's like, no, no, I think I'll uh, stay with Alex, right? Like, Alex, you told me you could, I could stay there. I was like, sure, if you want. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, it'll be good. You know, I, I don't want to walk back. It's late. I'll, I'll just sleep. I'll sleep in Alex's room. And so, like, all my buddies are like, hmm. So we go to my room. And because she said, I'll sleep in Alex's room, I thought she literally just wanted to sleep. Because, you know, she said sleep. She didn't say have sex with Alex. She said sleep in Alex's room. So we get to my room. And I'm like, hey, so you want me to set you up on the floor? Or, you know, I, I move some pillows? She's like, oh, you know, we can just sleep in your bed. Right, you know, there's enough room. I was like, okay, if, if you're so sure. So we get in bed right next to each other, tiny bed, and she's just laying there with her eyes open, just waiting for it. And I just look at her and say, good night. And I go to sleep. And then I, I, wake, I wake up the next day, and uh, she's already gone, I think, at this point. And then I'm, I, was, I see my, like, my friend group, and they're like, yo, how was that pussy, man? I was like, what are you guys talking about? She said she wants to go to sleep. They're like, dude, you do realize that she was trying to ban you. I was like, you think? No. And then that feeling I felt when I realized that she actually wanted to fuck me and I just completely fucked it up was the worst. And after that, I never got a shot with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's a painful, painful, sad experience. It's painful and sad. You know something? The fact, we, how subtle women are is something that it took me so long to realize. And it's cost me so much, like, well, caused me so much pain over the years. It's like in that moment, she's in her head, she's screaming and she's saying, please touch me, please do something. She, but all that comes out is, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep in your room, you know, I'll sleep in your room. And then the thing is, you're raised to be a decent guy. You're raised to be courteous and respectful and to not be a creep. Speak for yourself, man. Raised. I was raised to be a savage. No, no I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I was raised to be quiet. <laughs> like, yeah, we were like, kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so you don't want to treat her like a whore. You don't want to disrespect her. Of course not. She's a decent, courteous, self-respecting young woman. So if she says she wants to sleep with you in the bed, that's actually all she wants to do. Yeah, it's, like, it's a failure to like pick up on uh, what's actually going on. You're looking at life very surface level. You're not looking under the surface. And usually like all the good stuff is under the surface because very few girls are going to be like, hey, Alex, so um, you want to make a move on me now or you want to put your dick inside of me? Like that's almost never going to happen. The best you're going to get is, so yeah, I, I can just see your bed. Like, you're not going to get much better than that. Well, that actually brings me on to something because what I have noticed from your text game is that you very much go under the surface. So the woman is saying one thing, but you're saying another. I remember times when you've been breaking down like your students, you know, 
Tinder chats and whatnot, where you will actually spot, like, okay, so when she said this right here, she actually wanted to meet up with you in this moment right here. But you didn't actually pick up on that. So you're actually, there's, there's the way most guys actually look at this is, okay, so she said, hello, how are you? And he's like, fine, how are you? And she's like, I'm really tired. And he's just, the only meaning he's reading from it is, I'm really tired. Whereas something I've noticed and something you've clearly noticed as well is like, there is the thing that she says, but then there's a deeper meaning underneath. So my question to you is, well, actually, let's just use this to try and to like bring this round into like online game and meeting women through Tinder match, etc. What do guys not know that they need to know? And what kind of changes should guys be making in order to do better with regards to meeting women on these platforms? Oh man, you just opened up a can of worms. Is it? That's do you want why it, we're here. Do you want me to answer specifically related to looking under the surface, or just in yeah. general when it well, comes to tech? You know what? Let, let's go in general. Let's go in general. All right. So, um, yeah. So, what you kind of touched up is a big thing. You have to look under the surface, right? You can't always. Actually, you sh- should almost never take text at face value. Now, of course, you don't want to go too far. Like sometimes, like everything in life, there's like a scale, right? So you want to look at things under the surface, but you don't want to be OCD because sometimes I see the other extreme, and the guy's like, "She said, I'll see you tomorrow. Good night." What is she, is she flaking on me? Like what? Like like guys are like trying to overanalyze and like coming up with these crazy theories. Like, and that's who killed JFK. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So uh, yeah, so you don't want to do that. So basically, look things under the surface. Uh, don't overthink. Uh, don't be overly gamey. That's the biggest mistake I see by far. Like, if eighty percent of the guys in my mastermind group. Once I get them to stop being overly gamey, like their success increases significantly. So to explain what over gaminess is, because I get this question a lot, think of texting and just interactions like a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you have super boring, like, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, how's your day? Hey, how are you? I think most guys in the pickup community, they're aware that's bad. You don't want to be super boring, right? Unfortunately, the mistake they make is they go too far in the other direction, right? So where they're trying so hard to be overly witty, overly funny, like overly just like, I don't know, exciting, that it comes off like just gamey and kind of cringe, right? It's just too far in the other direction. So I always tell guys to walk the path like somewhere around here. A a little bit of get to know you stuff is okay. Like I will ask girls, are you from here originally? Like stuff like that. That's okay to ask basic questions because if you're only ever cracking jokes, then when you go to beat up, the chick might be like, okay, this guy's kind of funny, but I don't think he's serious, right? So again, so find that middle ground. Another huge thing is get investment, right? So a lot of guys think like, okay, how do I get a girl? How do I attract a girl over text? How do I build comfort over text? I don't do really any of that unless it's necessary. I, I think of text game really just in terms of one thing mainly. Like my goal when I'm vibing with a girl, aside from screening her, like if there's something that seems off, like she's a little prude or whatever, but like it's mainly to just get her invested in the conversation. So I want to get to the point where she's writing paragraphs because then if she's invested in the conversation, when I go to meet up, my chances of getting the meet up and getting the meet up on my terms, which is like her coming over instead of her being like, oh, why don't you come to me is going to be a lot higher than if I just go for the clothes, you know, before she's invested. And then I would say the last big thing is a huge mistake I see is not closing optimally. So there's an optimal way to close. And it's really not that hard. Really, it's the general formula that I recommend is soft close, which I would say we should get together sometime soon. 
right? The girl would say, sure. Then you go for this, you try to figure out her logistics. So then you would say, what's your schedule like? The chick might say, oh, I'm free Tuesday and Thursday nights after eight. And then you would say, cool, let's do Thursday night at 8.30, right? Say 8.30 question mark, right? So it's three steps really, but these three steps make a big difference rather than just saying, hey, you wanna hang out Thursday at 8.30, right? Because a lot of guys, they, their attempts at closing are just like throwing darts blindly at a dartboard. When you say, like with no information about her schedule, you say, hey, wanna get together uh, tomorrow at 8.30, you're assuming that one, she's free at that time. She might legitimately wanna see you, but she's just not free at that time. And then she doesn't wanna say no, she doesn't wanna turn you down because she likes you so, maybe she just doesn't respond. Like you have all these situations that don't need to happen if guys just, do a little bit more diligence and just close optimally. Um, so I see that all the time. It's like a big mistake guys make. Like a girl will start getting interested in the conversation, they're investing, maybe the girl is sending them pics or sexting them, and then the guy just says, hey, what are you doing later tonight at eight o'clock? Can you come over? And then you just enter negative compliance. You mentioned investment a little while ago. So what strategies do you specifically employ in order to get a woman invested in a conversation? Sure. So I think investment comes down primarily to two things. Uh, one is relevance, right? So for example, um, let's say, you know, to me, YouTube is really relevant. So if, if a random guy comes up to me or I'm at a party and some random guy starts talking to me about the YouTube algorithm or, you know, YouTube policies or something like that, that's going to be very relevant to me. I'm be very engaged. However, most girls who don't have YouTube channels, they don't give a shit, right? They're, you start talking about YouTube and where something is very relevant to me, it might not be relevant at all to the other person. So the conversation has to be relevant to her. For example, if she has a lot of tattoos, then that's a topic that she's gonna be interested in, right? Like I found, for, uh, you know, whenever I see a picture of a girl with a dog, I always say, is that your dog, right? Because if a girl is into dogs, she's, it's gonna be very relevant to her. It's gonna be something that she's passionate about, right? She's gonna be much more likely to talk to you about conversation that's very relevant to what's going on in her life. That's the first part of it. Second component of this is perceived value. So think about it this way. A homeless guy comes up to you and he starts talking to you about random shit, right? His perceived value, as bad as it sounds, is very low. So even if he's talking about something that's very relevant to you, you're probably not going to give a shit. Versus if Leonardo DiCaprio comes up to you, starts talking about the same thing, his perceived value is super high. So you're going to be much more engaged in the conversation. So you, you want to maintain a high perceived value, and that's mainly through good pictures, not saying anything retarded in your text. Uh, you can very easily lower your uh, perceived value through bad text game, through being needy, through being overly boring, overly, you know, whatever, uncalibrated. So just by avoiding, by having high perceived value and being relevant in what you say, you're going to get investment from the girl. Mm. You know, you touched on something very important there where you said to actually make the conversation relevant to her. Because I something I learned years ago, and this has nothing to do with game directly, but it's like everyone is tuned into a specific radio station called WIIFM, what's in it for me. Yep, exactly. And that when, yeah, when you want to connect with somebody, you find, you find like an emotional trigger and you use that as a basis to actually stimulate a conversation. And I find that works incredibly well. I find that works incredibly well. So whenever I'm speaking to women, I always try to pick out things about them. Like I was talking to this one woman the other day and I said your profile tells a story. And she said, I'm not sure if that was sarcasm. I said, no, 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 no. You like to work out, you're proud of your body, but you don't want to sexualize yourself. You love travel and you're passionate about dogs. And she's like, oh my God, that's like the best message I've ever had. And my question to you is, 
for the average guy who actually isn't that good at, let's say, let's say, working out what's going on underneath the surface or analysing people or looking at a woman and saying, okay, you're probably this kind of person, therefore I should speak about this. What kind of thing should a guy be looking at when he's like going through some woman's profile in order to get bait for a conversation? Because something that I have found, and you must have found this as well, it's like, this is one of the things that's just kind of unfair about online dating is a lot of women don't put any effort into their profile. None. And it's, they expect a man to come up with this witty first message, but there's no bait in the profile for the witty first message, at least not from most women anyway. It's just like series of selfies or whatever. So what is a guy looking for in oh, order to... You, you, you touched on a few things. So let me just unpack... Mm -hmm. Let me just unpack everything because I think there's a lot of stuff here. So first of all, what you did was a cold read and it was effective cold read. Cold reads can be very good at basically the girl feels like, oh my God, he knows me. Now, as you said, for a guy who's really new to game, they might have a hard time doing cold reads because they just can't tell. So practice is always good. You can't be afraid to fail. So you get good at doing cold reads by practicing. But cold reads are only one of the ways to get investment. They're very, they're very effective way if they're done right, but it's not like the only way. It's not like the end-all, be-all. So again, another thing is you can just go off obvious stuff. Like, does a chick have a picture of a dog, right? Like, you don't need to be really that fucking, you know, in, like, that really good a game to figure out, okay, if she has a dog, then she probably likes dogs. If she has tattoos, she probably likes tattoos, you know? If she, whatever, if she travels a lot, then she probably likes to travel. So uh, you can bring up stuff like that. You can also have like just canned lines that you use. So one I personally use is, are you from here originally? And I like that because it's, I think it's also going to work really well in, uh, you're in London, right? Birmingham. It's just okay. slightly north of London. Okay, yeah, but like it's probably a very international city. So basically like stuff like, are you from here originally? Because people are passionate about their roots. People are passionate about stuff like that. So I, I like that question. If the girl's not giving me much in the conversation, I'm like, hey, trouble. She's like, hi. Uh, and then it's just like one word answers. I'll go with that. Are you from here originally? And then the trick will be like, oh, actually, you know, I moved here from blah, blah, blah. And I was living blah, blah, blah. And that just kind of, you know, gets a thread going. There's a bunch of like, you could go through some of my lay reports, you know, on our Instagram or YouTube, but there's a lot of like little things like that that you can use as well. Now, in terms of the, um, what you mentioned is like how it's unfair. Yes, so the sexual marketplace is not favorable. And again, this is just, I, I look at this as just a reality. It's just like a fact. You know what else is not fucking fair? Like taxes, right? Because we pay 40, 50% taxes and we don't really get shit. So there's a lot of things in life that are just kind of unfair, but you just kind of have to like accept it. Now, the sexual marketplace is gonna vary based on how attractive you are. So if you're like, who's a famous English person? Like uh, David Beckham or something like that. Don't, the sexual marketplace is going to be very much in your favor, right? So that, but also if you go to, like, say, Colombia, Southeast Asia, then you're going to see girls putting a lot more effort because it's more competitive. So the sexual marketplace there. The reason girls get lazy with their profiles is because they can just have two bad selfies and they'll still have plenty of guys who are offering them dick. So if, if you go to a place like Southeast Asia where, you know, there's not as many guys or these attractive guys offering them dick, then you're going to see girls putting in much more of an effort. Same thing, you know, I've noticed when I was traveling in Medellin. So uh, that, but anyway, I just kind of accept it as a fact and just work around it basically. Let's say you've got some woman with the couple of bad selfies. What should a guy look for in, in her profile to see something that he can comment on that will spark her investment and then start to get her interested in the conversation? 
So uh, just to quick clarify, I don't think there's like one magic wand that will do the trick or anything like that. But for example, if she just has, if her pro, and I don't think that the opener, so I think the opener should always be something very simple. So I don't like to do big, you know, complex things off the opener. But say, okay, so an opener that I've been using recently with a lot of success is, hey, I like your style, right? Very simple, very straightforward, right? And the trick might say, thank you, whatever, thank you, awesome, I like yours too. Now let's say she has four, four pictures and they're all like just retarded selfies. They're all gym selfies. I might say something like, I especially like your gym selfie collection, right? Because at that point she's like, wait, is he trolling me? Is he serious? It's like a playful tease. Like, you know what I mean? So I might say something like that. Uh, if she has like a picture of her wearing like a giant sombrero, I say, I like your hat. It's a little bit too small for my taste though, or something like that. Again, like just kind of just riffing off what she says. But also it's, you don't feel like you have to do that if you're a beginner. You can just stick to pretty basic questions. Like, are you from here originally? She might be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then you, whatever. She might say, oh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm from Brazil actually. I'm saying, oh, cool. I, I'm, I'm somewhere really close, Russia, right? Again, like such super simple joke. She'd be like, haha, yeah, that's very close. And then just kind of riff off that, you know? Mm, I hear you. So, let's say you're on the date with this woman. She's agreed to meet up with you. You've gone for a walk in the park. You've met up in the bar, whatever the hell you're doing. Straight to my what place for a bottle of wine. That's typically 50 or Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so she's round at your place. Mm-hmm. The bottle of wine has been cracked open. You got So what are you doing now? What is your process to go through in order to build comfort with this woman and also keep the attraction high and end up sealing the deal? Mm-hmm. So my big thing is I always assume attraction. So you, you'll never really see me like, and this may sound like a subtle nuance, but I think it could be, uh, it's like an internal thing, right? Like I never think like, oh, I need to get this trick attracted to me. I just assume she's attracted, right? Um, that's generally just like the assumption I go in. Now, sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. Uh, but anyway, so chick, chick gets to my place. Uh, I'll, a big part of this, I'll just go off her general body language, how comfortable she is. Is she sitting, is she very open or is she kind of sitting like this, right? So if she seems closed off, then I'm not gonna escalate it. Obviously, I'm gonna give it some time. I'm gonna drink some wine, crack some jokes, play some music, maybe offer, be like, oh, hey, do you know how to dance? And all Colombians are the best dancers and like try dancing. So escalate much more like that. Now, if she seems like she's open, like you can just almost tell when a chick is reading in DTF, sometimes you don't have to do any of that. Sometimes I'll literally start escalating after five minutes. Like I'll take her on my balcony, I'll stand behind her, I'll put my hip I'll put my hand on her hip and I'll just like start escalating like that. So sometimes it'll take me an hour to make a move. Sometimes it'll take me like four or five minutes. And just a big part of that is going to be the girl's body language and how comfortable she seems. Mm. So you said that you get girls back to your place immediately for the first date. Now, is that a case where you've been, let's say, sexting the girl and then you said, all right, come round and she's really horny. So she gets swept up in that sea of emotions. Or is this a case where you said, OK, come round to my place tomorrow and she's had time to sit down and reflect and think much, about it. much more of the latter. So I used to. Um, so my text game has like evolved a little bit now. F- three, four years ago, I was doing a lot more sexting. Well, actually, I found that I prefer to be a little bit more implicit. So now my text game will be just more like subtle uh, innuendos rather than just outright sexting. And the reason for that is uh, 
with sexting, sometimes you get like anti-slut defense last minute, but it's much more of the latter. So it's rare. I mean, it happens for sure, but like it's it's not that often where it's like, hey, come over tonight, 8 p.m. We just match, and then a few hours later she's coming over. It's much more like I, I get her over like you know, hey, what's your schedule? Like, oh, cool, Thursday. Let's do Thursday at eight. So it's much more of that rather than just like striking while the iron's hot. Of course, those two opportunities do come. It's important to capitalize on those, but I would feel like 80% of my results is more from scheduling and planning. Do you think part of why you're able to do that is because of either geographical location, like where you are and the sorts of women that are there? Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not because I've, I've traveled around the world and I've done this in every place. So I've, I've never been to England, but I'm sure it's not that different from, uh, you know, well, I mean, probably is, but I've been to Poland, I've been to Finland, I've been to Hungary, I've been to Romania, I've been to Colombia. Uh, I, you know, I haven't been everywhere, but I've been to a good amount of places. And the strategy works everywhere. Uh, to give you a quick example, uh, I used to think, so Colombia, you know, like, it's much more like there's kidnapping risk there and there's all these, like, safety things. So I thought that when I went to Colombia, I was like, there's no way these chicks are going to be down to come straight over, not because, you know, they're, they're more prude, but just simply because of the, you know, all the safety risks, right? And so my first trip to Colombia, I went in with that mindset that, you know, I always have to do public dates, I have to do public dates. And then my second trip, I was with a buddy, and he's like, oh, just why don't you invite them straight over like you always do? I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I'm like, oh, shit, this works here too. Like, it, it works. Again, there's going to be a certain amount of girls who won't come straight over, like who want to meet in public. And that's fine. I'll meet them in public. But I always am going to make an attempt first to get them straight over. And if not, then I'll meet them at a bar nearby. You know what, you're making me realize that maybe I have had like a mental block or like an assumption of how I've been looking at things because my assumption is basically being the fact that, okay, yeah, these women, they're scared of being raped, they're scared of X, Y, and Z, they're scared of you being a creep, da, 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 da. So more often than not, unless you whip them up into an emotional frenzy there and then and it's like okay i'm coming over tonight i'm coming over in the next 20 minutes unless it's something like that actually what you'd need to do is meet her in public and then bounce her to different locations build up the attraction etc whip her up into the sea of frenzy and emotions again make her feel comfortable with you then take her home with you on that day yeah so yeah so that's definitely like a little bit of a limiting mindset like i do that was the exact same way when i went to colombia my first trip like exactly what you're saying is how I felt. I was like, oh, there's all these narco traffickers and there's all this kidnapping and shit. Why would any girl come straight over? Like, no way. Maybe this works in America and Europe, but it's not going to work here. Like, that was the mindset I had. And then my second trip just completely shattered it. Is there anything specific that you like to say when you're with a woman in order to move things from point A to point B? Or is it completely riffing in, in the moment? The reason I say that is because for the most part, I'm like 90% in the moment and vibing but there are certain things that i like to say which i know if i do say them it's really going to help and then i kind of subconsciously wait for the right opportunity to say these things like one great example is i know that when i was at college i was with it there was a time when i was at college when i was with a girl and some guy walked past us and shoved her and she fell over i confront yeah i mean he didn't do it deliberately to be fair but whatever Anyway, I confronted him and she really liked that because I was protecting her. So I mentioned that when I'm with women for obvious reasons, because the implication is that if you're with me, then 
if some man tries something with you, then I will protect mm. you. But of course, I'm just telling the story of something happened back then. So then she's like, oh, so he's a protector. Ah, oh, so all the times when I've been in a club and some guys grabbed my butt, if he was there, if Kieran was there, he would, he would defend me and he'd punch that guy in the face. Yeah. So I always tell that story. It's not a lie. But it's something I've kind of got in my head to tell. Do you have anything like that, or are you just? I would say you know, I'm like 99 percent in the moment. I I wouldn't say it's so much things I say. It's more like things I do that are pretty much like a pattern. Like one thing I have, I'll do is uh, get girl comes over, pours both a wine, and then I'll say, "Let's go on the balcony, right?" So we'll go on the balcony, and part of this I'm gonna adjust based on her body language. What I like to do, what I sense comfort, is I actually stand behind her and put my arms like that, and then I just hold the sexual tension. It's not like I make a move right away. And I just stand there like this while carrying on the conversation completely, or whatever the fuck we're talking about, whether it's something super platonic or super sexual. And just doing that, you can just see her like the sexual tension build. So I'm a big believer in just like building sexual tension. Like I never, you'll never see me just like going for the make out as my first move. That's not how I roll. Like first I'll like put my hand on her on her thigh a little bit. I'll like slowly caress her a little bit. I'll like play with her hair a little yeah. bit. So it's a lot of shit that I do that's very, I would say familiar, but I'm also gonna adjust. So for example, some chicks love to have their hair pulled. Some chicks will get turned off by that, right? Some chicks love to get choked, mm-hmm. some don't. So I'll, I'll also, I'll always like feel out the situation. So what I like to do is I'll run mm-hmm. my hand past her hair and just very lightly just pull it a little tiny amount, like point point. And then I look at her reaction. Do her eyes light up or does she seem like she's not into it, right? So I kind of, I always probe a lot. Okay, so that's a very interesting thing because a lot of guys say to me, it's like, how do I sexually escalate? And the thing is, what I always say is you actually do know how to escalate because all you basically do is you do stuff that starts off very innocent and builds to stuff you would 1 trillion percent never want your mother to see you doing. So it's kind of like this. Would you want your mom to see you sticking your finger inside a woman? Most likely not, right? So that's like kind of at the far end of it. Would you want your mom to see you putting your hand on a woman's breast? No, but it's definitely better than, you know, the finger inside her. Would you want your mom to see you with your hand hand on her knee? Mm, it's not really too bad. Like how socially unacceptable is it? You just start at things that actually aren't that big of a deal. And then you slowly increase and slowly increase while checking to see if she's okay. If she's okay, then you continue going. If she's not okay, then we take a few steps back. And yeah, that is something I've learned. So personally, me, when I'm with a woman is, I am pushing it the whole time. Like I'm constantly pushing it. We're having a conversation, but there's a part of my brain, which is like 15% of my brain is always actively moving things forward into an increasingly more sexual zone and capacity. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to have that mindset. I think that's essential. I think that if uh, every guy could adapt that mindset, you'd see a lot more dudes getting laid. It's like that. I th- I, like, let's think about this logically. Like, why do guys not escalate? Probably the biggest component of this is fear, right? Like, I think most guys in the pickup community know that when a chick comes to their place, a chick probably wants to fuck. So it's not a lack of knowledge. Like, kind of like I was in college. I think more of it is just fear. Like, fear of rejection, fear of making her uncomfortable, fear of being uncomfortable yourself, fear of even performance anxiety, even fear of success, like, all these fears. And that's what kind of prevents you. So I think a big part of, like, improving your escalation is not so much learning something new. It's, like, unlearning 
we're rewiring like just like bad mindsets and habits that you have. But also another thing you said is progressive escalation. So you're not going from like zero to a hundred, you're going zero to five to 10. And that's also like a huge part of a good game, right? Like everything should be smooth and progressive. It should never be like a big jump. Like, like you're talking about puppies and then you're fucking slapping her ass, right? Like it should be very progressive. <laughs> yeah, you like those Cocker Spaniels, uh, bitch? Bam. <laughs> I hear you, man. So, um, yeah, before we go, is there anything else that you believe a man who's watching this, who, let's say, is in, is in Uruguay right now, or is in Medellin, and he's like, all right, I'm not getting the results that I want through online dating. Um, please help me. Is there anything else that he needs to know? Like, any other tips, tricks, strategies, etc.? Um, all right, this, this is going to sound a little self-serving, but honestly, just check out my content. Like, I pretty much covered, like, more or less every single question that guys will have when it comes to online. So just check out check out my YouTube, check out my, um, you know, tips and guides. Like, you know, unfortunately, when I was starting out, like, there was no playing with fire, right? So I had to, like, more or less, like, come up with – a lot of this stuff came from talking to friends, from, you know, uh, just trial and error. So there was, like, a lot of scattered resources. Like, now you have – one big resource that you can just use and yeah i'll just start with that honestly and i will also say to anyone who's listening that that would be a great place to go as well because this content is absolutely brilliant Thank there's, you, a, sir. there's a reason why you're here there's a reason why you're here you know your your content is absolutely fantastic Much appreciated. so with that said ah, no worries man no worries so with that said that this has been an episode of the game global podcast um this is alex from playing with fire playingfire.com i'm kieran from gameglobal.net hope you guys have yourselves a great day a great life check out his content check out mine and smash your dating and your sexual goals Goodbye. Awesome. Take care, man. Yo, yo, yo. This is Kieran. And if you feel inspired by everything you just heard, but not quite where you want to be with women, I can help. What you need to do is go to calendly.com forward slash Kieran Callum to book in a free breakthrough session with me. We will speak about where you are right now, what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, and how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Calendly.com forward slash C-I-A-R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M. Take it easy. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) Thank you.